Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Bullet Club. This is the World Wrestling Podcast with your host, the Big Cow Kid Sean B. And the Big Bad Boo Bear Big Solomon. This is the World Wrestling Podcast. Good morning, Vietnam! And welcome to another wonderful episode of the World Wrestling Podcast. That's what you have to say? I just do this huge fucking intro. I mean, you I just got us a fucking copyright infringement is what you did. Okay, listen here, Mr. Robot Cock, because that's what it sounds like in your mouth right now. Um, don't you give me shit about copyright infringement, okay? You're pretty much copying every clown person thing out there right now, you know. Oh, just, oh, oh am I? Am yeah, I s- you pretty, pretty much are. Oh, happy the clown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of the World Wrestling Podcast. We are hanging it all out today. we got some things to talk about. Yes, it's been a month since we've done a show. I blame that completely on Sean, because he's a bastard. Of course. <coughs> always, the blame's always thrown on the clown. <laughs> it's always thrown on the clown. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Obviously, we're going to talk about the passing of you know, uh, Jimmy Anvil Neidhart, Brian Christopher, Koloff. Is it Koloff? Koloff? Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov. I always get him and Nikita Kolov mixed up. Nikolai Volkov. Um, we're going to talk about all three of them passing away. We've missed those. Obviously, we've been really busy. Um, we got SummerSlam to talk about. The G1 Climax. What's going on in New Japan? What's going on in WWE? Uh, a lot of stuff. Neville finally, finally being released from the WWE to do bigger and better things. I cannot wait to talk about <laughs> that. That's going to be great. It's going to be the phenomenal. Bigger. Bigger things, bigger than his ears. <laughs> but we got a couple of songs here just to put on while everybody kind of shambles in here. So share it around, tell your friends. We're your favorite venereal disease. We're the one STD huh? you want to catch. The World Wrestling <laughs> Podcast, the Big Bad Boo Bear, and the Big Arkansas Kid, Sean B. Oh my God, dude! <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we'll be right back, guys. Can't see me. Buddy base, 10 pants with a gold tee, uh, this award dance, a victory step, a boss stance is a gift, and you insist it's my rep, John Cena trademark, y'all are so-so, and talk about the bread you make, but don't know the recipe for dodo, aiming guns in all your photos, that's a no-no, in this pop, your lip lock, your big socks are blatant no-so, see what happens when the ice age melts, it seems monetary status is not what matters, but it helps, I'm rocking time piece by Benny, if any, the same reason y'all could love me, is the same reason y'all condemn me, a man's measured by the way that he 
he thinks Not clothing lines, ice links, leather and minks I spent 20 plus years seeking knowledge of self So for now, Mark Breck is living life for wealth
Welcome back to the World Wrestling Podcast with your host, the Big Bad Boo Bear, the Big Indiana Kid, Sean B. And we're hanging it all out today with, with this great Sunday, this Sunday of Sundays, the World Wrestling this Podcast. Throw, this is a random state out there every time now. There's a good chance that's going to happen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't noticed, I am sick as fuck. But, you know, I made it out here because I love you all, and I want you to be able to experience my greatness. Now, Sean's here just because, I mean, well, you know, Sean, yeah. he's here. So no, not the founding father or anything, no. The one I mean, who really puts the asses in seats. Yeah, you put the asses in the seats, like, at the house, on the couch, away from us as far as they can go, because they don't want to be anywhere from the guy who insulted <laughs> all of our Australian fans with that horrible accent. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, my Australian accent is pretty on on tier, it's tier one, top notch. You know, I'm 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 pretty much Steve O and reincarnate. You know, I mean, the only thing I don't do is play with alligators, or gators, or crocs, or crikeys. You know, whatever they say over there in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Our I'm percentage sure. of Australian fans just dropped more. I'm pretty sure you're just jealous because you can't pull off an accent like I can. You'll get there, though. You'll just have to practice a little more, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But before we get down any rabbit holes about how superior I am to Sean, um, we have had a long month for wrestlers, you know, for wrestling fans. <laughs> it's been it's been kind of shit, you know. We lost uh, three pretty damn good wrestlers. For uh, sure, uh, you know what I to mean, say, it comes in threes, man. It does, it does come in threes, and it just so happened that all three of these guys were were pretty good wrestlers. I mean, none of them ever got, one of them, Neidhart, in my opinion, deserved a little more start than what he got, and Koloff, or Volkov, he deserved, he deserved a little more start on Brian Christopher, he wasn't the best guy in the world as far as wrestling, but he was still really good, and he was one of my first favorite tag teams as a kid. And um, he passed away on July 29th. Uh, Brian Christopher, the son of Jared the King Lawler, was found dead in his jail cell uh, in Hardman County, Tennessee. <coughs> um, a grandmaster sex a. Yeah. Uh, he was a WWE Hall of Famer. Or his his, his dad was a WWE Hall of Famer. Um, he, his dad's saying in the interview he, has, he doesn't believe he's taking his own life. Uh, you know, 
I don't think Jerry's over this just yet. I mean, he's been having a lot of problems with it, obviously. I mean, it's his kid. I mean, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's his kid, man. Of course he's not going to believe that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's sad because I really was a big fan of uh, Too Cool when I was when I was young. That was one of the first tag teams I watched. Matter of fact, if it, if it wasn't like my third or fourth match, it was like them getting fucked around with by DX, and I really liked them. I thought they were cool. So, I mean... Uh, too cool was fucking exactly that, man. Too freaking cool. Yeah. Again, they were they were a big part of the Attitude Era. Again, uh, yeah, they were. They were a big part of the Attitude Era. Um, I, I, I'd have to say, like, I don't... like. They did a big part. You know, Rikishi and, uh, you know, Scotty Tuhati and Brian Christopher. I say without them, it would have made some of those shows kind of boring. You know, because they were sort of that comedic relief, and you know, oh, Brian yeah. Christopher did his part. I mean, there was a time where Brian Christopher was was working his way up the ladder. I don't know what happened to where he got put with with Scotty and Rikishi, but I mean, at one time he was a light heavyweight champion contender. You know, yeah, I was just watching a match the other night of uh, Scotty Tuhati versus uh, Dean Malenko for the uh, it was the European title, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Grandmaster came out there and shit. Uh, freaking, those are the guys that were a significant part of the Attitude Era that just like kind of get got looked over because of all the star power that was the Attitude Era. Yeah, and I mean and that's one of the the curses because you know g- going up in that part in that time for wrestling um, was a, was a blessing and a curse for a lot. Because of that reason you just said right there, yeah, it was a great time for wrestling fans because there were so many wrestlers who were so talented, but then it was kind of a bad time for wrestlers because there were so many wrestlers that were so fucking talented that TV time was, was a commodity. It was very rare. And, um, you know, you had to you had to kind of fight for that spot, you know, and sometimes people got pushed to the side, some people made it to the top, you know, just kind of depended on, on how you went about things. So, I mean, yeah, he was one that I always thought was really cool. So, it's, it's, he'll be missed, for sure. Brian Christopher um, passed away July 29th of this year. And then, it's sad, but we still got two more to go. And these guys these guys were not people that, that wrestling fans were like, you know, because a lot of times, you'll hear during the year of these wrestlers passing away, and they're like, kind of like obscure, you know, in the 50s or, you know, the 40s or whatever. Um, and these, all three of these guys were all relevant enough to have, at one point or another, been on the TV uh, in Raw or anywhere else in the wrestling world in the last 20 years. Yeah. <coughs> and this next guy... Uh, Nikolai Volkov was on there at the... I think it was the Raw 100 when they had all the cats on. He was, yeah. And Nikolai Volkov's the next one. He, um... He passed away actually July 29th, the day after. Um, so, and I mean, we know that Jerry probably knew him. He probably had it rough there. Yeah. Um, Nikolai Volkov, the burly wrestler whose brash Soviet persona and physical embodiment of communism made him one of the most hated figures in professional wrestling, has died at the age of 70. Uh, Volkov was considered a heel, the wrestling term for a character who plays an enemy figure. 
uh, and rouse up crowds amid the height of the Cold War in the 1980s. Volkov antagonized American audiences by wearing all-red Soviet outfits, uh, wearing, waving a Soviet flag, and insisting that the crowds stand for the Russian national anthem, which was great. I remember watching those. Um, he tag-teamed with the Iranian heel Iron Sheik, and together they won the first-ever WrestleMania in 1985, waving Iranian and Soviet flags in the ring. Volkov later teamed up with Boris Sukov to form a team of Soviets called the Bolsheviks, which was a really good tag team. <coughs> so yeah, you know, we lost um, Nikolai Volkov as well. Nikolai Volkov was, was my dad has talked a lot about him. He was a big fan, and um, you know... Yeah, I remember watching him. Uh, he got that WrestleMania anthology so you can see all all the WrestleManias and shit. Um, and yeah, that's how I was going to mention him with the Iron Sheik, man. They were forever pissing the Pissing fools off. You got guys like uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan that come out with their American flags, and it was uh, it was exactly that. It was the the hype of the wars at the time and stuff. And mm-hmm. you needed them. You needed them super hills, and he did the role really good, man. Um. Yeah, he did. He did, and it's it's sad. And, uh, I mean, he, you know, will be missed, especially by a lot of the old school fans. Uh, but, yeah, two right there, Brian Christopher and um, and Nikolai Volkov. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll see them in the, the big wrestling ring in the sky, you know, right beside, you know, all the other greats up there. Macho Man, Randy Savage, you know, Chris Benoit. Yeah. Benoit. Just, uh, I'm not sure if he's gonna be their their number got called for that that big Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. We still have one more to go, um, and this one really sucks because I was a big Heart Foundation fan for a long time, um, and uh, it sucks because you know he we pretty much lost. Everybody in the Hart Foundation, except for Brad at this point, and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Those were kind of like the two left. And, um... It's, it, it sucks because Jim was... He wasn't old, old. I mean, how old was Jim the Anvil Neidhart, you know? Had to be in his... I think he was like 50-something. He yeah, wasn't he, very old at all. He wasn't, he wasn't old, old. It just sucks. Because I know that the part of it's probably, um... Uh, from the massive amount of drug use as a young cat. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, come on, let's face it. He was on the gas. He was on the fucking stro- oh, yeah. He was on the roids. If, uh, if you ever watch, uh, Total Divas or anything like that, um, they've, he's, they've shown him on there quite a few times and he had some health problems and stuff. Uh, Natalia was helping him try to get, get on a better track and stuff. And, you know, all that shit eventually takes a toll on you, man. Uh, Back in that time, freaking, uh, you know, Hogan, Hogan for sure was juicing a lot of them guys back then, freaking, uh, the ultimate Reuter, freaking, uh, that was a thing to do back then, and that shit takes a toll on you, man, freaking, um, that, him being overweight, was a, yeah. a lot of contributing factors, um, but nonetheless, uh, it sucks, man, the Heart Foundation was the shit back then, uh, Jim the Anvil Nahar was always that that brick wall. 
Yeah, he was. And that was something that was really cool about the dynamic between the two. It's because you had Brett, sort of this lanky fuck, um, who, who was kind of uh, interesting and all over the place and technical. And then you had just a simple kind of brick wall-esque looking guy in Jim the Anvil Neidhart. So the dynamic was 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 uh, versatile enough to where they won so many matches. I don't know if they ever won as a tag team the actual tag team championships, um, but it says here that let's see. Actually, I can look right here and see if he ever won at World Wrestling Federation. They won. Yeah, they won the tag team championships twice. Him and Brett together. I know he worked the new foundation with Owen for a while too. But it says here, Neidhart's wife Ellie told investigators that on August 13, 2018, he was having problems sleeping, got out of bed to adjust the thermostat. Um, he, after he went to touch it, he turned weirdly as if he were about to dance and then fell against the wall and, and ground. She immediately dialed 911. Um, according to the Pasco County Sheriff's Office, the fall killed him. At the time, he had early onset Alzheimer's. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it it happens. It's unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, Brett's all alone now. Foundation's kind of been broken apart at this point. So, yeah, it's sad. But uh, I, I hope he lives a good long while. I mean, I don't want to see Brett go. I like Brett. I don't care what you say. Brett's cool as fuck. Brett, so. Brett Hart's a bitch. What is your problem with Bret Hart? I don't understand. I just, I've never liked Bret Hart, like, man. Even as a kid. You know, is, is he, that... He didn't give me his goddamn glasses, that's why. Bro, you were, he was way past time, okay, whenever you got to wrestling for you to get glasses, okay? It was, that time was over and done. Like, Jesus. Let it go. Right. Even if... <laughs> Even as a kid, man, I could uh, could never get behind Bret Hart. Freaking, freaking, I just don't like him. Not that he's not a good wrestler or anything. He's, there's just something about him. His cocky, smug, bitch-ass face. I just want to slap him. You're a goddamn sham. You know that? And then, and then, you fucking spit in McMahon's face when you legit lost to Shawn Michaels. Okay, look, we all know. I mean, he did better for himself. He went to WCW, you know. (laughs) Because we all know how well WCW turned out. But look, hold on. Before we get on to that, I do want to do the 10-bell salute for the three who we've lost this past uh, month. Um, You know, Brian Christer, (laughs) Brian Christer, Brian Christopher, Nikolai Volkov, and Jim the Anvil Neidhart, rest in peace. And if anybody deserves a 10-bell salute, beat these guys. So here it is, if you guys want to have a moment of silence. Alright guys, that was our 10 bell salute to uh, the three wrestlers who we lost this, this month, um, past month. 
Um, yeah, rest in peace. But now moving on, you know, to get to more awesome things and, and positive things. I actually have, supposed to have a guest coming on with us right now. Um, so let me get him on here. Sean, if you'd like to entertain the crowd with whatever you fucking organ people do. Um. <laughs> okay, so, so far we've got the big Arkansas kid, the big Indiana kid, and now Oregon. Are we going to go through all all the states before, uh, before the end of the show here? I don't know about before the end of the show, but I'm going to try. I can I can try. <laughs> you just you got a map in front of you, you're crossing off uh, states as you call them out. Yes, I do actually. Now shut up! Stop telling people my secrets. <laughs> Damn it! But yeah, um, it has been a busy month, man. Freaking, uh, I moved to Arizona. He means uh, Utah. Stuff. He means Utah. Got not one, but two jobs. I ended up quitting the job, so back to one job. Uh, it's just been, uh, it's been a crazy time. No, they wouldn't work with my schedule, so I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's a white people thing. You know what I'm saying? It is a white people thing. I guess you can say that. But um, I've been trying to keep up on everything, uh, watch SummerSlam. I didn't get the chance to watch TakeOver, but I do have the results pulled up for it. Yeah, um, yeah. going to end up watching it. I heard it was a pretty phenomenal show. I've um, been trying to keep up on ROH and all that fun stuff. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you're not missing much with WWE. I mean, you could easily miss anything, and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> I don't appreciate the manner in which you were speaking. Look, I'm just saying, you know, I mean... Because we all know, we've, we've already had this conversation. WWE's the NFL. Everybody else is just college teams. Bro, okay, college is better than the NFL. Fact at, is, times, at times. I know, all the time. I'm not even a college fan, I'll tell you that. <laughs> You've been, uh, we all know you've been smoking too many bath salts. You are in Florida. It's kind of you guys' thing. Okay. Listen here, Idaho. You guys have corn <laughs> potatoes, okay? Fuck off. You don't get a, you won't get opinion on what's the superior company, all right? You don't get an opinion. <laughs> but hey, I think our guest is here. Blake, Blake, are you, are you there? Who the fuck is Blake, Yoski? Oh, that's right. I forgot your name is, is, is Frank. Frank Cadillac, I forgot my bad. Or actually, I could I could call you by your your display name here and call you Live F A Zero Keb Four K Forty Six B F E. I could do that. Well, I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need a uh, ten dollar name drop fee here. Sure, yeah, I hit you. I hit you with an IOU. I'll get you on Friday, bro. You already owe me ten dollars, bitch. Sure I do, sure I do. Now, you've been talking about getting back on the show with us ever since you were on the last one. And before we go into our reviews and stuff like that, because we got a bunch of stuff we got to cover on the show, you've been talking about this question you wanted to ask me for, for at least two weeks. And so, God, your old lady's mean. So, why don't you, why don't you ask that fucking question now, so we can finally know what it is. Okay, so you do not like the WWE, right? 
No, I mean, it's not that I don't like them, it's just that I don't watch them anymore. So you don't like WWE? Fine, Blake. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. like WWE. Well, when it boils down to it, yes. That, yes. Because yes. Nick's going to beat around the bush like he always does. Fuck you. Yes, Nick is a WWE hater. So, if, if you don't like WWE so much, why do you buy their video games and continuously feed them money? Because. You can buy okay. SmackDown. SmackDown is there still their video games. So, why do you, why do you spend money to support something you don't like? Why do you spend money to support something you don't like? Change the fucking subject now, bitch. What's your answer? I don't have an answer. <laughs> I don't need an answer. I don't have to explain myself to you. You can tell me how to live my life. Oh, no fucking comeback. <laughs> Finally. Finally, someone stumps the freaking... You got me. You got me. It's, it's, well, it's like I said, it's not that I hate WWE and everything that it stands for. I just hate, you know, the fact that the writers are terrible and that Vince runs the company to the ground. Their video games are still fun to play. I mean, they haven't ruined that yet. You know. So, I mean, I'm going to continue New buying Japan's them. Not, and New Japan's not big enough to have their own oh, video Oh, no, game. they have their own video game. It's just in Japan. A shitty... They have a shitty freaking... <coughs> Fire uh, Pro Wrestling? Game. It's not mobile. I can get on PlayStation 4. Bro. And it's going to have, like, Nintendo graphics. Oh, you know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying that it is a perfect-looking game. I am waiting for the day that New Japan puts out a good video game that, you know, can so compare to... You gotta, you gotta be relevant to put out a video game. Dude, remember, how are they not? Look, you, we're not we're not doing this. We're not doing this, Sean. You remember? We've got you remember so much the stuff TNA to cover. Game? You remember the TNA game they yes, put out? Yes, yes, I You see how well that did, right? It was better than that WWE game of that year. Oh, you, you, I bet you couldn't even say that with a straight face. I couldn't. I couldn't, Sean. You got me on that one, Bob. Um... <laughs> No, before we get into this fucking company wars again, because this is what happens every single time. We end up down the rabbit hole. We've got so much to to review. I mean, we got to talk about G1. we got to talk about SummerSlam. I figure since Blake's in here, I'll let you talk about SummerSlam first and, and the, the NXT stuff first because you guys are obviously more WWE-ish than I am, and I haven't been keeping up. What is going up. on with your mic right now? Sean, can you hear me? I can hear you. You just uh, sound like you're in a wind tunnel. Oh, I'm outside smoking a cigarette. The AC is right there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Real quick, before we get to the results, um, it has been a month since we've been on. So, want to do a quick recap of all of our statistics real quick. We have officially hit 34,000 plays. 34,000. 34,017 to be exact. Ooh, look at that. That's only um, I've been on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blake. Blake's got us. Two, um, he, he got us those 17 hits right there. Blake is all of He's got us 17 hits. <laughs> and some of the top countries that have been listening in are the United States at number one. Number two. Canada made the comeback and took Ooh, their number two spot back. Canada. Um, hey, going to give us some maple syrup, eh? 
And now they just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I literally watched the percentage drop as you said Dude. that. Yeah, because Nick had to come in with the races A movement. Oh, come on, That's man. I'm saying. They do it to themselves. Um, what do you want me to do here? Not capitalize off that? <laughs> <laughs> Number three is the United Kingdom, followed Hello. by Australia. And then a first-time country making our list, Uganda. the Virgin Islands. Oh, I was hoping it was Uganda. I was going to do some clicking jokes, but I don't have anything for the Virgin Islands. Oh, we just hear like a bunch of virgins. <laughs> uh, so you see, because of Nick's racism and horrible accents, it's not Australia racism. dropped to number four. It's, they're not a different race of people. They just speak a little fucking weirder than we do. <laughs> And they the eat Hey, fuck you, alright? You prick. Oh. <laughs> so, from what I gather, Brooklyn TakeOver NXT was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, just bees knees kind of shit. Bees don't even have knees. So, I mean, they must have been good. That's what I heard. <laughs> um, the first match on the card was... Oh. Pulled up the wrong results. That was SummerSlam. Good job. Yep, you just fucked us. You just fucking screwed us right there. Good job there, Sean. Hope you're <laughs> happy. Blake's going to uh, sleep tonight. Mustache Mountain versus the Undisputed Era. Mustache Mountain. I love those guys, man. That's, that's a great tag. I've been watching them since they were in Defiant. Most freaking, I don't know. That's, that's a name. <laughs> It's a name because they literally have big mustaches. Like, that is their gimmick, <laughs> is they have huge mustaches. And they've been... They're not that big. <laughs> like, huge. This shows the picture of them right here. They're, their mustaches aren't that big. Um, me and Sean have been watching Mustache Mountain since they were in WCPW. That was the first time I'd ever seen them before. Um, yeah, and yeah. then, obviously, you know, WWE kind of... Tried to ruin them and picked them up in this WWE UK shit, which still hasn't really happened. Is that, I think they just finally did some tapings like two years after the announcement, um, like just a couple <laughs> days ago. Fucking hey, holler back at about like twenty minutes for y'all in y'all show. I'm gonna eat. Okay, boss man. All right, call me back. I want. I want. I just want the debate session. You want the debate session? Okay. Well, right. that, that was Frankie Cadillac and his 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 wonderful input. I'll be back. All right. <coughs> but yes, um, Mustache Mountain took on the Undisputed Era. Yes, sir. Well, who and can... they um, Undisputed Era retained their titles. Bleacher Report gave this match an A plus. Well, I mean, anything with fucking. Michael Cole, baby! And uh, Mustache Mountain's got to be good. Um, Adam Cole wasn't in that match. No shit, he wasn't in that one? No, sir. You said on the speaker, it was, uh, Bobby Fish and... It was Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. Oh, Roderick Strong. I don't like Roderick Strong. Um, there was chance of fight forever in NXT throughout the match. Um, they said it... Match altogether was extraordinary, and both teams delivered. Did they deliver, Sean? Did they deliver? 
Um, They're calling it a NXT Batch of the Year candidate. Oh, shit. Well, that good to open up the show. That's pretty fucking awesome. Brooklyn is like their WrestleMania for some reason. Yeah. Again, Brooklyn always pops off. I remember um, that Bailey match was yeah, it. Yeah, Bailey my- versus Sasha at mm-hmm. Brooklyn won. That match alone was freaking phenomenal. Up next was EC3 versus the Velveteen Dream. Love Velveteen Dream, dude. That guy's fucking awesome. You're just such a dumbass. In a B-plus match, Velveteen Dream defeated EC3. (laughs) Go Goldust. I mean Velveteen Dream. That's awesome. The analysis of this match was... That was a really solid match that was not quite up to par with the Dream's takeover matches against Ricochet and Aleister Black, but was still really well wrestled and featured a strong performance by EC3. I mean, I'm, is, I'm just saying Velveteen Dream has got a lot of great potential, you know? So, I mean, I don't know why you have so much hate. I just he's one of them uh one of them guys that just from the gimmick to just how he carries himself just but never caught me, man. Velveteen Dream, dude, he's got so much fucking potential. He's gonna be probably the next uh the next gold dust, you know, he's really gonna take the, the damn thing. He's gonna be the mid carter for life. <laughs> and some look, look, okay, look. Before we before we go any further about all that, like listen, sometimes being a mid carter for life isn't that bad of a deal. I mean, some wrestlers who are jobbers for life are mid carters for life. They stay relevant, like the Brooklyn Brawler. The guy's a jobber for life, but if you mention him to the crowds most of the time, they know who he is. If he came back and he lost a match, he'd get just as much of a pop um, as uh, some of the other guys on the roster because he's lovable. And Velveteen Dream is lovable. He's got that going for him. So no matter <laughs> if he... a Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, he is sort of like a Brooklyn Brawler, but I don't have any problem. Well, no, you know what? He's got way more skills than a Brooklyn Brawler. He's way better than Brooklyn Brawler. I, if I had to compare him to anybody, I would really put him on the same level as Goldust. A mid-carder, probably going to win a title down the road. I wouldn't say the NXT title, maybe the North American or the Intercontinental. I could see him with the Intercontinental title around his waist at one point. Um... But he is really good, and I think you should give him more credit. Just saying, you know, don't be a little bitch. That'd be what I—that's be what I say to you. Don't be a little bitch, Sean. Well, we lost Sean for a moment. I'm gonna try and get him back on here. Until then, let's let's get a little music bumping back up here. The champ is here. The Champ is here by Tuesday Morning Wrestling. I love these guys. It's great.
are back. Sean, yeah, I lost you there for a minute. Um, yeah, because you're a little bitch. You got that McDonald's internet, bro. Yeah, I know. So I have to join that. You live in the mountains. I didn't know they had mountains out in fucking Montana like that. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, the next match was Ricochet versus Adam Cole, baby. Right, right, yeah. Now, I, I didn't see this match. Like I said, I didn't see any of this. And this, this is for the North American title, correct? That was. See, I didn't see this match, but I, I had a friend at work who watched it, and he he um he was a huge fan of it. Said there was this really really good spot where Ricochet does a back, this is moon moon salt, and um, Adam Cole caught him with a super kick at the same time. Dude, yes, I seen that. Um, the, there was quite a few groups that posted just that spot, and holy shit, dude, that was. Probably one of the craziest things I've seen in wrestling in a really long time. Yeah. Uh, they rated this an A-plus match, and um, Ricochet actually defeated Adam Cole to win the title. Um, wow, I didn't see that coming. The analysis of it says, what a match. Ricochet and Cole delivered big time despite lackluster creative and the former star was enhanced significantly as a result of the victory. Um, I've even been a fan of Ricochet when he was in the Indies, man. The guy can, uh, he's a star, man. Freaking same with Adam Cole. Um, what you mean? You mean Prince Puma, right? Is that what you mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah Prince um, Puma. They say fans have been largely receptive to the former Ring of Honor World Champion. Um, sorry, I'm trying to skip through all the all the bullshit. But the summary is a freaking. Uh, they put on a hell of a show. The crowd was behind it. Um, and congratulations to the new. Um, North, American. North American champion, Mr. Ricochet. Ricochet! That's pretty cool. I, I like him too, so I mean, it should be really good. Just him working with the title for a while. Most definitely. Then, moving on, the NXT Women's Championship was on the line when Kyrie Sane went up against Shania Baszler. Kylie Zane versus Sean Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Do that big flight. She doesn't have a forehead. That bitch has like a ten head. (laughs) Uh, They gave this match a B plus, and Kylie Zane defeated her to win the title, which I'm happy. Is uh, Kyrie saying it's freaking awesome? Uh, you know, like I, I haven't watched too much NXT lately, so I actually don't know anything about Kylie Zane. Did she win the women's tournament, the May Young tournament thing? I'm not sure. I know she has the that pirate gimmick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I remember, and yes, I do like her. She's hot as fuck too. 
Then, the main event of the evening was the last man standing match for the NXT Championship. Johnny Gargano versus Tomasco Chapa oh, for the Jesus. 10 millionth time. For the 10 millionth time, legit. They guys have been fighting forever. Like, like, okay, end it. You know what I'm saying? Kill one of them. They, you have are, to <laughs> they are the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens of NXT, man. These guys are forever fighting each other. Um, they gave this match an A+, and Ciampa defeated Gargano to retain the title. Damn. That's fucking... I kind of didn't fucking see that coming. I thought Gargano was going to take it. But every time these two get in the ring together, they put on a freaking phenomenal match, man. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen a Gargano Chompa match that wasn't freaking an A-plus match. That's true that. That's true that. I mean, those two have put on some great shit. I've watched a few of them. So, I mean, like, it's not like they don't put on good matches. It's just like, damn, man, you guys have wrestled fucking 34 and a half times. Like, let's have a different main event next week, Ric Flair. (laughs) (laughs) Like, for real. But yeah, freaking, uh, take over as a whole, all A's and B's, man. Uh, Which is usually how it rolls. Um, I need to, I need to get caught up on NXT. I have been super slacking on watching it. That's because you suck. Mm Hmm? Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. But so, moving on to the next night. We summer, slam, summer Slam. Summer Slam. Let me just go get my what pillow and um, my blanket so I can take a nap while you go through Summer Slam because that's going to be boring as fuck. Know, know what else you can do with that pillow? What? Oh, I think you know, sir. Oh, come on. For real? For real? But for the kickoff show, we had Andre Cien Almas and Zelina Vega defeat Rusev and Lana via pinfall. They gave this match a C minus, and I can agree. um, Already starting off to a great uh, start. Rusev Rusev was uh, last month fighting for the. WWE Championship, and now is uh, on the kickoff show. So I don't know what's going on with Mr. Rusev, but uh, he fell from grace pretty hard there. Up next in the kickoff show was Cedric Alexander defeating Drew Gallant via pinfall to retain the Cruiserweight Championship in a C-plus match. Yeah. So far, not holding up to NXT. <laughs> then, the final match of the kickoff show was the Raw Tag Team Championship being defended. The B Team defeated the Revival via pinfall to retain their titles. I don't understand how they're doing that with the B Team, how they're pulling that shit off. What is, is that, like, Curtis Axel and... and Oh, Dallas, man. I don't, I don't, okay. I mean, 
I mean, I'm I agree. Fuck the revival, but you know, when it comes to uh, when it comes to Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, you can't stand either one of them. I lose you again. Jesus, Sean. All right. Hold on. Let me get you back. I'm going to get you back, Sean. We'll be right back, folks. Sean keeps fucking up. We are back once again. Because <laughs> Sean is just, is just fucking, fucking things up. Because he fucks so, things up. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to get through these freaking results. Please, um, please do. So that way, uh, my my connection won't be a strain. Uh, <laughs> but. Curtis Axel and fucking uh, Bo Dallas, man, undefeated right now since uh, since winning these damn titles. It's ridiculous. Then the first match of SummerSlam, which got a huge freaking pop. Um, Seth Rollins defeated Dolph Ziggler via pinfall to win the title. Uh, we saw interferences by freaking Drew McIntyre. Uh, Dean Ambrose got involved, uh, which ended up giving Rollins the chance to land a super kick, then the curb stomp to defeat Dolph Ziggler in a B plus match. Uh, we got the Bella Twins who showed up backstage. Uh, they said they were going to be rooting for Ronda Rousey. Um, completely blew off whether they were going to be participating in Evolution in October. Um, so, not sure what the situation is there. Up next, we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship on the line. The New Day became your five-time WWE Tag Team Champions as they defeated the Bludgeon Brothers. 
in a B minus match. This match was actually really freaking good, man. Um, solid tag team all the way around. Uh, and I'm happy the new day um, got the titles back. Up next, the Money in the Bank briefcase was on the line. Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. And Braun Strowman defeated Kevin Owens to retain his Money in the Bank um, contract. They gave this match a C plus. Um, and I can agree with that. Um, wasn't the best Strowman match. Um, up next, we had... The SmackDown Women's Championship on the line. We had Carmella putting her title on the line against Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. And Charlotte Flair defeated both of them to become your new SmackDown Women's Champion in a B-plus match. Um, again, another solid match. Hey kid, I was pulling... Um, I was really pissed that this wasn't a one-on-one match between her and Carmella. Um, I knew once Charlotte got added into this match that Charlotte would be walking out as uh, the champion, and I was uh, I was spot on on that one. Uh, but nonetheless, it was a solid match. Um, up next, we had the WWE Championship on the line. Samoa Joe defeated. AJ Styles via disqualification. Ah, so, disqualification. <laughs> so still your WWE champion, Mr. AJ Styles. Um, we saw blood in this match. Freaking uh, AJ Styles had a freaking cut on his head. He had some blood pouring down. It was a it was a really good match. Um, they gave it a B plus. I, I myself, were given this match an A minus. Um, I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, Samoa Joe was taunting um, AJ Styles' kid and wife in the crowd. Um, There's just a lot of good spots in that match. Um, we saw Elias cut a promo in the ring. Uh, the Miz reunited with the Miz um, aka the B team and then the Miz went on to defeat Daniel Bryan via pinfall um, clean which was yeah he beat Whoa. him clean man well nah not clean just playing oh. um, Maurice was ringside and actually handed the Miz some brass knuckles um, which he used to knock out Daniel Bryan Allowed him to get the one, two, three. Um, this was a, they rated this match a B. Um, it was a pretty good match. Um, of course, the Miz isn't going to win cleanly, man. Um, it's the Miz. He's a, he's good at being that guy you love to fucking hate. Yeah, 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 he's good at that. Then Finn Balor shocked the crowd by appearing with his demon paint as he took on Baron Corbin and defeated him via pinfall in another B match. Um, it was kind of a short match, but for it being a short match, it was 
a, a pretty solid match, man. Um, I know you have nothing but hate for uh, Baron Corbin, but can't stand um, Baron Corbin. Him and Finn put on a really good show. Up next, we had Shinsuke Nakamura defeating Jeff Hardy via pinfall to retain his United States Championship. Um, they gave this match a C plus, and I can agree. Um, this match was kind of a uh, kind of lackluster, man, for it being that high up in the card. Um, I thought it would, I thought it'd be uh, a little bit better. Nakamura ended up hitting the Kinshasa for the one, two, three. Um, Randy Orton's music hit. Uh, we thought Randy Orton was going to come down and yet again stomp the shit out of um, Jeff Hardy. But he did nothing more than walk to the ring and stare at Jeff Hardy before uh, returning backstage. Um, then we had the Raw Women's Championship on the line. Alexa Bliss taking on Rowdy Ronda Rousey and we have a new Raw Women's Champion as Ronda Rousey defeated Alexa Bliss via submission to win the title. Boo! <laughs> this match this match got a solid B um I thought it was a really good match, man. Um, um, I've said it before. Do I think uh, Ronda deserved to get a title this early? No. No. Saw her lose the first time, which was was good, man. Um, She needed to get that first loss. Um, She doesn't deserve to be a champion right yet. She hasn't been there long enough. People like Bailey and Sasha Banks got passed up because Ronda Rousey's got star power. It's fucked up, in my opinion. It is. It really is, man. And I completely agree with that. Um, Just because of the name, uh, she jumps to the front of the line. And um, and you're absolutely correct. There's a lot of other women on the roster that um, could have... like Moolah. Fabulous Moolah. Should have been a woman's champion. <laughs> then, dude, I don't even want to talk about this match, man. Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar actually showed up and defended his Universal Champion, but lost via pinfall to Roman <laughs> Roman Reigns. Um, I honestly thought, I honestly thought that again, uh, Braun Strowman was going to cash in. I really, really thought. I'd be um, so happy if he did. Braun Strowman actually did come out to the ring. Um, Lesnar ended up F5ing him on the, the ramp. Um, then got back into the ring and got freaking rained upon with a fucking trio of Superman punches and spears because we know that's the only thing Reigns really's got going for him. Um, but in this uh, C 
C-plus match. C-minus C Not even a D. Not even an A. <laughs> did, uh, we got a new Universal uh, Champion. Wonder why I don't watch WWE. Um, in the, I know a lot of people were pretty heated that the use of Strowman... Um, him just being out there, not actually um, um, cashing in, was like a major blow to to a lot of people. Um, some call it an unforgivable tease. Mm-hmm. Can't stand white people for that reason, right there. I'm saying like, I just, I hate, I hate Roman Reigns. With give all of my soul. There's never been a wrestler that I can think of that I've ever hated more than I hate the freaking suffering succotash wet rat of a fucking champion that we have now. But you see, the problem is is that they don't want to do anything with him. And like he could be done something with. People are like, Oh, how could you turn a guy who wears a a safety vest into a heel. Okay. I don't even have to say anything. I just would like to provide you with a picture of a guy named Tamatonga or Tonga Loa. Those guys. They're pretty much the same as Roman Reigns. Like, let's be legit. These guys have got the exact same look. Sort of the yeah. same gimmick. But yet they are universally... Like, I wouldn't say love because they're heels, but they're universal, universally well-liked. Because of their talent in the ring. Now, were they always like that? No, because they've had that same gimmick since they started. And they had a hurdle they had to jump. But thanks to the riding team and their own talent, they got over that. And they're still they're still doing stuff. They're not the best wrestlers in the world. And guess what? They don't have to wear a goddamn vest to avoid getting chopped. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have to. They do it as a look. And sometimes they don't even come out the ring in it. You know, they change their attire all the time. So, yeah, it's possible these people are just lazy. <clears throat> so, is that your your SummerSlam? What do you give SummerSlam yourself? What do you like on a grade? On a grade, I would give SummerSlam um, a C plus. Man, there's a the Seth Rollins Ziggler match, um, the Finn Balor Corbin. There was uh, the New Day match. There was some really solid matches, but there was also some huge disappointments. Well, that's WWE for you. Can't spell WWE without huge fucking disappointment. (laughs) So, that was your TakeOver Brooklyn and your WWE SummerSlam reviews. I'm guessing Brooklyn got like what, like an A, you know, B plus A kind of thing. Um, just from reading the reviews, then yeah, I would have, uh, I would say it fell into about a B plus A minus card. Um, I'm gonna actually give it a watch and see for myself, but mm-hmm. just from what I was reading and stuff, it seemed like the five matches that they had at Takeover were better than half of the SummerSlam card. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, by the way, go ahead. 
I say it, I say it quite often, but you know, um, a certain a certain someone, damn it, needs to you know either step down or meet the proverbial pillow. Why? Why did you have to do a Chris Benoit reference? You know? <laughs> We've made it an hour and five minutes into the show, and you can't seem to just let it go. You couldn't fucking do it because it wouldn't be a world wrestling podcast. Without a crispin one note. By the way, just to let you know this this show is sponsored by Randy Racho Man's Savages Driving School. Right off Interstate <laughs> forty three and on the corner of Vulux and Vine, you can go and learn how to drive like the great, great Macho Man Randy Savage. Yep, just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> um, okay, so next up Yeah, I could be Dean, I could be Dean. I have the I have the voice for a promo. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk about, and I know we're late. This is from August twelfth, but I mean, better late than never, I guess. Um, this was the finale of the G one climax. Twenty one days of G one climax, and this was the finale. Um, so here we go. We're going to go match to match, and uh, I'll um, give you guys what I thought about it. First up, we got Togi Makabe, Michael Elgin, and Tomohiki Hanma versus Yuji Nagata, Shota Umino, and Ayato Yoshida. Um, this was a solid opener. As usual, New Japan didn't let me down. Um, they, they opened her up pretty well. And, uh, you know, over there, Sean's trying to get in touch with some tenfold satanic ritualistic shit. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was a good match. Togi Makabe, Michael Elvin, and Tomoki Hamna uh, pulled off the victory. Um, after I think they pulled, they pinned one of the young boys, pretty much. Um, it wasn't like anything crazy. Like it was, it was something to watch to open the show up. Uh, pretty much, there isn't very much to talk about on it. Next up was Bad Luck Fale and Toa Hanare. Um, bad luck, Foa Fale destroyed Toa Hanare in a matter of minutes. I mean, Toa, I don't know, it seems like there's something about him that I enjoy, but he's still sort of that um, stereotypical New Zealand Samoan kind of wrestler. And I think he's going to have to break away from that kind of character and such to really get into his own. Because he really does remind me of a younger rock, and I don't know if that that's just because of his looks or his um, personality oozing from him, because he's very, very, uh, <coughs> excuse me, very, like, charismatic. Um, yeah, charismatic. Um, and so, like, there, there's something about him I really enjoy. Uh, but, yeah, Bad Luck Fall, I got in the ring, and, like, walked in. Toa started on him real hard, like, he didn't give him any time to even, like, get settled in the ring. He just started beating the shit out of him. And Fale is, is, is trying to catch up, and finally Fale gets a, an opening when Toa decides to taunt the crowd. And so Fale clotheslines his ass, and then just starts ripping him to shreds from there. And he actually hit him with like a Samoan spike that would have ended the match, but because Fale wanted to put an exclamation point, he picks him back up, hits him with the uh, bad, luck, bad luck fall, and then pins him 1-2-3 into the match. And then just walks back to the yeah. rear. Yeah, walks back to the back. Fale, man, he's he's something else. I like him. He gave him a fuck him. He gave him a fuck him, pretty much. 
<laughs> Next up was Random. Yoshi. Go ahead. I'm saying them Tongans have been fucking on a roll, man. Since uh, since they broke my heart at the the G1 special, they just been on his hair. The BCOG. Yeah, yeah, it was it was sad. <coughs> Next up was Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto versus Taishi and uh, Takashi Izuka. Um, another solid sure. match. Uh, not much to talk about on it. I mean, it was another menor- It was it was another Suzuki Goon match. As in, every time I watch a Suzuki Goon match, it turns into a fiasco to where they're just beating the shit out of them on the outside of the ring with chairs and using the fences and all this. Like, it, I love Minoru Suzuki and I, and I and I enjoy his faction, but they've sort of overused that a little bit. I do believe I can't remember a hundred percent. Because at this point, it was like 2 a.m. in the morning when I was watching this match. Um, I do believe Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto ended up uh, losing the match to Taichi and Takahashi Izuka. Um, after after a good finish. There was a really solid finish to it. Um, next up, one of the better matches. Jesus Christ, Sean. Are you just crumpling it up in your mouth? I'll wait for him to finish. It's called connecting with fans, sir. Something you would know nothing about. I connect with fans. I connect with fans, damn it. I'm very fucking connectable and lovable. Canadians and Australians <laughs> love me. <laughs> Next up, um, another great, great match. Uh, Juice Robinson and David Finley versus <laughs> Cody and Hangman Page. He said, said a great match that involved uh, Juice Robinson. That's that's rich, sir. You're insane. Juice Robinson is is pretty much um, gold in, in New Japan, and you just you don't have any idea because you don't know good wrestling. But it's not your fault because you watch WWE and it poisons the mind a little bit, you know. So I, I get it. You just we just gotta break you that WWE shit, and you'll get there. You'll get to a better place. I promise. Um, Juice Robinson being the IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion of the World. Teaming up with David undeserving. Finley. Undeserving. No, not undeserving at all. Teaming up with uh, David Finley to take on Cody and Hangman Page. Um, the match was very solid. Uh, very good match. They really put on a, a show out there. Our boys, uh, Cody and Hangman Page, ended up picking up the victory. Um, yes, after did. yes, yeah, after I think it was after Cody hit the the, the crossroads on Juice or something actually like. Actually, watched that match. Yeah, it was they a good had match. A, um, New Japan. If you follow them on uh, Facebook, uh, they'll usually put like one or two matches up from each of the shows, and that was one of the matches that they had highlighted. It was a very good match, um, and so Cody after winning the match and being the one who made the pinfall, has declared himself number one contender for the IWGP US Championship. And honestly, when that match comes up, God, I'm so sick. When that match comes up, I, I, I'll be okay with whoever wins. Like, if Juice keeps it, that'll be really cool because I like Juice. And if Cody wins, then I'll be like, that'd be really cool because the Bullet Juice. Club gets the US Championship as well. Juice does <laughs> not... Does not need to pin Cody. 
It'd be great. I hope he does. God, I hope he does. Just piss you off. I want to see your head explode. <laughs> it just might, man. Just be, might. That would be fucking great. So, that was a great match. Next up was uh, Naito, Evil, Sonata, and Bushi versus Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Desperado. That one... I was having internet problems with. Um, the match was good from what I seen. But I honestly don't know who won it because my internet was cutting out at the time so I didn't get to finish it all the way through. Um, everything that I seen was good though. Uh, Naito was doing really cool. I like seeing him and Zack Sabre Jr. fucking it up in there. Um, of course Minoru Suzuki was kicking ass. Uh, it was a great match all around. I just didn't, unfortunately did not get to see who won the match. Um, because of my internet problems. Next up was Tomohiro Ishii, Toro Yano, and Jay White versus Kenny Omega, Chase Owens, and Yujiro Takahashi. This was another great, great fucking match. Um, and definitely did not expect to see the winners who I did see. Uh, Kenny Omega, Chase Owens, and Yujiro Takahashi traded back and forth with these guys um, for the entirety of the match. And you really would have thought that Kenny and Chase would have pulled off the victory. But, uh, no. Tomohiro Ishii, Toriano, and Jay White pulled it off after... Tomohiro Ishii does this fucking stalling suplex. And that's just enough. Stalling fucking suplex. And that's just enough to put Chase Owens down for the 1-2-3. I was not happy about that. That was, that was like, really? It's a stalling fucking suplex. Like, what are you, what are you going to do like with that? That's like a Stevie Richards super kick to the chest. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Uh, at, least, at least it wasn't Kenny who got pinned. Yeah, that would have been very... Well, it would have been kind of cool if Tomohiro pinned Kenny, but nobody else. I'd have been cool seeing Tomohiro pin Kenny. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, like Cody did, Tomohiro has proclaimed himself the next one to go after... Uh, Kenny's title. So now Tomohiro Ishii and Kenny Omega will most likely be facing off at the Destruction pay-per-view coming up next month. And I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a good match. Um, Tomohiro Ishii doesn't look like much. He really does. If you've seen him, you wouldn't think he would be a good a guy to have good matches with anybody. Kenny's going to wreck it, man. Kenny probably will win, legitimately. I mean, you got Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom 13 coming up. He's got a lot on his mind. He's not going to lose to Tomohiro Ishii when he's supposed to be taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi. I mean, that's going to be probably, other than Kazuchika Okada, his biggest match of his career up to this point. So he's going he's, 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 to, he's probably going to keep the title until Wrestle Kingdom. Now, Wrestle Kingdom? I don't know, dude. I mean, Hiroshi Tanahashi is not somebody uh, to fuck with. My, my uh, hypothesis is. That um, they're gonna put Kenny on a on a good roll. Um, I'll think he'll they'll have him beat Okada's record, but um, I think he's gonna go on a pretty legendary streak. Um, and I think if Cody ends up picking up that United States Championship, um, bullet the the elites have the heavyweight title, the um, heavyweight tag team titles. They would have the United States title. What better way to set up a whole 
BCOG versus the Elite thing for like all the titles on the line yeah. type thing. That's true too. And we'll talk about um, the BCOG thing um, as soon as we're done with the review of uh, G1 because I really do want to talk about that for a few minutes. Um, next up was um, Rey Mysterio and Kushida and Sengoku and Nobu versus Kazuchika Okada, Yo, and Sho. <coughs> this was another... Pungi 3K! Pungi 3K! This is another great match. I mean, Rey Mysterio, Kazuchika Okada, like, they put on a show. Kushida, Sengoku, and Nobu. Like, um... They get a... They get a duck Rey Mysterio in the chaos. What'd you say? <laughs> they get a duck uh, Rey Mysterio in the chaos. That would be awesome as fuck. But no, 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 they didn't. <laughs> we skipped a match. Holy fuck. We'll talk about it after we're done with this one. Uh, Rey Mysterio, Kushida, and Sakobu Nubu took on Kazuchika Okada, Young Show in a three-on-three tag team matchup, which resulted in Rey Mysterio's first win in his New Japan career thus far. Um, it was very back-and-forth. He, he, he and Kazuchika Okada's exchanges were really good, which makes me think that would be a great singles match in the future, is those two one-on-one. like That would be kind of cool to see, is Mysterio and Okada. Um, so, I hope we get to see some more with that in the future. Uh, Tetsu, or, excuse me. <clears throat> the Young Bucks and Marty Skrull took on Tamatonga, Tangaloa, and Taji Ishimori. The otherwise known as the Bone Soldier. You know. In a three-on-three tag team match. Now, originally, this was supposed to be just a normal non-title. But, uh, Tangaloa and, and Tamatonga decided to throw a fit out there about it. So, the president changed it to a... Never open weight six man tag team titles matchup, um, which the Tongans promptly won. They beat the Young Bucks and Marty Skrull. And um, this, is, this is, you know, we're gonna get into a full thing about it in just a minute. But I have, I have, I haven't decided which really side that I'm kind of going with here because I really like both sides of it. I mean, the Tongans have a point. They're original. They aren't flamboyant. They're all over the place. You know, they're respectful. And then you got. The Elite, which are also fun to watch. They have um, definitely got more stage presence in ring psychology. Um, and, and definitely have got some things that the BCOGs don't. I just wish they weren't. I hate the infighting. I wish they were just all together. You know what I'm saying? But in a perfect world. You know, in a fucking perfect world. <coughs> but yeah, they lost their um, never openweight six-man tag team titles to Tonga Loa, Tama Tonga, and Taji Ishimori. Damn. Yeah, damn sure did. And next up, best match of the night uh, was the main event. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kota Ibushi. If you don't know who Kota is, he's one half of the Golden Lovers. Um, a matter of fact, he had Kenny Omega at ringside as Hiroshi Tanahashi had uh, Shibata at ringside as well. And <laughs> shut the fuck up, Sean. I will fuck Fucking you. Shibata. I will fuck you with my skull cane. Do you understand? I will do that. <laughs> um, these guys put on... You said his name on Shibata. 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 C-I-A-B-A-T-A-Shibata. No! No! <laughs> but no, um, the match was very, very good. Uh, definitely... Uh, four to five star match. Um, you know how some great matches start off slow in the beginning? 
Well, they started off slow, but I think they went on a little too long going slow um, at the beginning of the match. I think they may have, have overdone it a smidge with the slowness. But they picked up, and they picked up, and they made up for it with a great match. Um, and Hiroshi Tanahashi picking up the victory over Kota Ibushi, becoming your G1 Climax 28 champion. So he has now earned the right to take on Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 13, which they did uh, reveal the logo for during the G1 Climax. So that's going to be a phenomenal fucking matchup. Uh, Omega, Tanahashi, the ace of Japan versus the cleaner. You know, it's 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 going to be a match of matches. I mean, Tanahashi, up until Omega came around, was one of the only guys to really beat Kazuchika Okada. And then, you know, back and forth, you know, Okada also was one of the few guys who was beating Tanahashi. These two were, were tough as fuck. And so, that's why I wonder, I wonder if Omega's going to be able to take down Okada, or um, Tanahashi, because Okada was so fucking tough. Tanahashi's been around for a long time. He's got... A little more skill and a little more, you know, ring intelligence than Okada had. So, I mean, can you imagine sort of like a, a level twenty Okada taking on Omega? Like it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to say the least. I think the match is gonna be an epic uh, one. Oh yeah, it should definitely be phenomenal, especially at Wrestle Kingdom. Man, Kenny Omega always seems to step it up that next level and. Uh, I think ever since he finally beat Okada, um, they gave him a new spark. Uh, he seems more aggressive. Look what he did to Cody, man. Fucking need him in the face, like, what, 20, 20 30 times? A lot of times. Uh, he freaking, he's uh, stepped up his level of savagery, and I think that's the level he needs to be on if uh, he's going to walk out with his uh, title still. Yeah, he's going to need to be uh, well, like I said, I think uh, him finally beating Okada gave him that that next level boost that he needs to be at. Yeah, he's going to need to be ready. He's going to need to make sure he is good to go when it's time for Wrestle Kingdom. So, I mean, we'll have to see. Um, we're going to take a quick break so I can just go grab a smoke, and, um, get me something to drink and such like that. We'll back in like five, ten minutes. Uh, so just keep it locked on here live. Tell your friends, tell your friends, friends to come on by. We'll hang out. We'll do our thing. You know, fucking, we'll get naked. Yeah, boy. Um, and uh, yeah, give us a share, give us a like. We'll be right back. Right. <laughs> Death in the eye Good thing 
Food and pie if you can't try Just look in the eye like you're high and you wanna die that crap Fuck it, I used to it Oh, where it's ripe and I could plug it And it's a jewel, and it's cool And hell, I ain't no fool to school the rule Then there's you, the I bought a soul, but you catch a cold. It's going around its all, and it's a survival of the healthy. Only the rise gonna win a prize. The other guys who realize that their minds are such a fantasy, such a filthy. I'll be wealthy, but they deny with the lie as they try to slide their side about it like it. Or love it. And if it's back, it's tearing and yelling, so pump it out. I'm the Big Bad Boo Bear, and that is the Big Omaha Kid, Sean B. <laughs> Omaha's size of the state, bro. It's a city, you know? It works. The Big Omaha Kid. Do you know in what state? It's probably in, like, Arkansas or some shit like that. It probably is. You're sad, bro. <laughs> But um, I forgot to give a rating on the pay-per-view that I just reviewed real quick. And I just want to say, before we move on, I give it like a B, a solid B. There were some slow matches throughout the night. Um, not really a full A, because I've had better from New Japan. Uh, so, I mean, and it was sort of their G1 Climax finale. So, I mean, maybe altogether the entire G1 Climax might have been like phenomenal. But I can't, I can't watch 21 days in a row of wrestling. I just can't fucking do it. You know? <laughs> I mean, I don't have the willpower to put myself into that. So I watched the first one and I watched the last one. And um, it was really good from what I gather. And Hiroshi Tanahashi is a good pick to win the G1 Climax. So waiting to see what happens at Wrestle Kingdom. That's going to be really, really good. <laughs> I tried to follow it, man, as much as I could. But 
I, I don't get that whole rating system and all that. And, I, you know, I don't either. It's, it's hard to understand, too. Um, they have it all like, you know, it's, it's like fucking child's play over there. Like, kindergartners know how to do the, the tournament, but we can't figure the shit out. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, fuck them for being understanding. Um, so, I mean, okay, so we got the Tongans and the Bullet Club at war still. They've been going to war since that American uh, show they did a couple months back. And, I, like I said, I don't know who to choose or what side to really go with because they're both so good. Like, they're both so convincingly good. I mean, what do you think? That, that American show was uh, the G1 special, sir. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name of it for some reason. From Cow Palace in San Francisco, California. That's right, the one that you were a bitch tits to and couldn't go? Yeah. Yeah, that one. I just want to make you sure. Know, you know, because it sold out, like, stupidly fast. Oh, by the way, I've got um, the, uh, the card for fucking, um, whatchamacallit, All In. So if you do want to talk about that, I have the card right in front of me. Hell, yeah. All In. Is uh, coming up what, September seventh, first, seventh, first, seventh, seventh. Oh yeah, and they said that it is going to be televised or aired in some capacity. So I will definitely, definitely be watching that. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in this. I think it's going to be a really good show. I'm looking at the card now, and the card looks pretty impressive as well. Yeah, the car is looking. The more I look I at like it, you're talking about. You're talking about the the Tongans and yeah. Uh, yeah. the elite. I'm I'm looking. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, man? You think this is going to be an all-out fucking war? Where we have to choose a side. Or you think they're going to come back together like you know they should there at the end? I mean, I, I'm torn. Honestly, man, because um, the Tongans did some some damage. I don't think uh, that you can just go back to to hugging and being all buddy buddies after uh, the, the level of savagery beatdown that the Tongans put on the on the elite man. Um, we saw after the Kenny Cody match. Uh, Everybody was out there. It looked the Bullet Club looked stronger than ever, and then, bam! The Tongans just fucking wrecked house on everybody, and they've been doing that since. Um, they've been on this war path. They can anybody who gets in the ring with the Tongans um, at this point um, right now, they're gonna get a beat down. They're gonna get hurt. Um, so I think it's going to end up an all-out war, man. Um, since the G1 special, we really, like, uh, we saw them fight. Um, obviously, they took the the six-man titles, uh, but we really haven't seen too much clashing between them. So um, we're getting little shit here and there. But at some point, this is going to have to have to come to a head, man. And uh, I think it's going to be, you know... Um, the Civil War of the freaking Bullet Club. 
And I think... Uh, We talked about it with the, the Cody and Kenny thing. And, and what I think is um, once it does finally reach that boiling point where um, this all-out hell breaks loose, I think the team left standing, when everything's said and done, the team that's left standing is going to be the team to lead the Bullet Club into the future. And I think that's the, the elite, man. Um, and at that point, the Tungans need to to fall in line or um, fall out. But on the same... Good. But that's where I'm on the other foot on it is uh, for that same reason. But the flip side, the the Young Bucks, Kenny, Cody, all of them have brought so much prestige to the Bullet Club. They have thrown the Bullet Club into the forelight, man. Freaking their merch sells fucking so fast at Hot Topic, pro wrestling tees. Um, and it's because they're being leaked. Freaking, it's because of they're out there so much that the Bullet Club is what it is. So I think that it would be the opposite, that that would be why the elite would be the, the dominant team is because they're going to be the ones that keep the Bullet Club relevant and in the spotlight. Not saying, not taking anything away from the Tongans at all because they're fucking absolute beasts. Um, but, you know, let them be the ones to fall out, uh, form the gorilla's destiny or whatever their their little shit is and, um, you know, have them be the ones to drop the Bullet Club logo. Because, like you said, we've seen all the, the original guys like uh, AJ Styles, Ben Balor, Adam Cole, all them guys have fell off and went and done other things. 
So it would make sense for the rest of the old cats to fall off while the new face of the Bullet Club marches into the future. I mean, you ever watch you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? Uh, freaking Piney, he was one of the original guys, and you know he got a shotgun to the chest. You know, sometimes you just got to kill off the old guys uh, so the uh, destroy that which is old, so that which is new and good may flourish. Oh, hell. Hell fucking no. Right there. Right there. Very, very COG. You just... You think it without any further debate. Um... I'd chosen for uh, for happy if they if they actually bring Goldberg in I am hashtag team elite all day it's it's not um, Old. Yeah, bro. Can you make Brock Lesnar? He isn't just gonna take twenty minutes. Uh, yeah, can you hear me? Anyway. Um, Kenny Omega isn't Brock Lesnar. He's not going to take
No, did you see that whack ass freaking NWO freaking promo that Hogan and them cut like last week? Oh, I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna send it to you. The shit was ridiculous, man. They don't need to bring in these old broken down freaking guys. And when he said Kenny versus Goldberg, um, Kenny Omega isn't a Brock Lesnar. He's not going to take a 20-second freaking squash ending. Freaking Kenny Omega is a thousand times better than Brock Lesnar. Freaking bringing in Goldberg makes absolutely no sense. He brings zero relevance other than it being Goldberg to their cause. Might as well bring in Ric Flair. Bring in Kevin Nash. You can have all the achy breaks old guys. The only thing firing is his freaking metal legs. It sounds like, it sounds like a machine gun when he walks because his freaking knee pops. Ha uh, <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> Let's do it. SCU! This is the worst town I have ever been in. That's funny. It's any town that's not SCU! <laughs> Dude. Yeah, it should be good, man. The Briscoes have been on a tear, man. Um, and I like SCU, man. Again, at first I didn't like him. Because um, I've never really been the biggest Frankie Kazarian fan, but um huge fan of um, Christopher Daniels and uh, Scorpio Sky. So it uh, should definitely, definitely be a good match. Is it for the is it for the ROH tag titles? Nah. Double. I will turn it. I swear to God, if it's CM Punk, I will shut the show off right there. Nah, uh, I'm playing. I won't. <laughs> but, uh, holy shit, they got Cole Cabana. Mm -hmm. 
Damn. Someone's going to fight Jay Lethal. So I don't think it's going to be CM Punk, man. It's going to be someone who's going to... If it's... I think uh, the mystery opponent, if it's someone like legit big, because a lot of them guys are freaking... They're good, but they're not like ROH uh, title. They're not ROH title contender type guys. So Moose is pretty good. Um, Cole Cabana, he's he's a freaking commentator. We know he isn't going to win. Billy Gunn's old as shit. Freaking. Um, so I think it's going to, the mystery opponent is going to be someone. Um, pretty big. I would I would honestly not be surprised if it was Austin Aries and um, he finally collects the ROH title. Yeah, she's pretty badass. Oh yeah, the vigilante versus the fallen angel. Actually, yes, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I saw that same one, and uh, uh, come September seventh, I'm not sure which uh, which blue club shirt I'm gonna wear because uh, I have my vigilante club, uh, the stupid bell shirt. I have my hangman page. Got my villain club shirt. I got my young buck shirt. Um, so I'm just gonna have to you know, spin a roulette wheel and just grab a shirt. Joey's coming back from the dead. Holy shit! The Battle of the Dicks. It's it's gonna be pretty awesome, man. And um, if you guys don't know what we're talking about about Joey coming back from the dead, um, go watch like probably the last like ten episodes of Being the Elite. Um, probably more than that. It's been going on for a while. Um, Nah, it hasn't been that long, man. I'd say 15 at least. Because um, it was during the, the Japan thing. They need to put Marty and Flip in a match. Marty and Flip need to be a tag team. Uh, I love the... It's take Japan. <laughs> that is going to be a match, man. Making uh, probably the biggest match thus far of Marty Skrull's career. Um, 
and I see I see Marty getting the victory, man. Um, Okada's been on Okada's been on a losing streak since uh, he lost to Kenny, and I think uh, I think this is going to be another another blow to his uh, his spiral right now. Um, he's had a couple victories here and there. He picked up that tag uh, victory in the climax and all that. Um, but I think Marty's going to pull it out and uh, give Marty uh, uh, a push towards getting the ROH title or some sort of gold. Exactly, but ever since, ever since then, he's just uh, been on the losing streak, and um, I think uh, I think Marty's going to deliver another um, another blow. I think Okada needs to lose a good amount of matches and then just come back on fire. We'll see. This you need to quit uh, putting that negativity out there, man. No one wants to see child molester punk. Oh my god. I take it back. I I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. Let it be CM Punk. He's actually going to put it on the line. He said he was only going to put it on the line if uh, if Cody won the ROH title. Oh snap! Oh, uh, I'm gonna be in Cali when that happens. Uh, um, definitely be watching.
would assume uh, because of, uh, I would assume the Cody match and the Young Bucks match would be the top two since uh, they were the ones uh, putting it on. Yeah, I was really hoping they would have got the new day. Who? Who? I already told you a couple people I think it could be. I think it, uh... He's been trying to get all in this whole time. That would swerve everybody hard. That would be insane. We'll see. We just predicted that if any any new Japan shirt that you want. You just, I think you're cutting my mic, is what you're doing. Yes. If you correctly predict how the Battle Royal goes down and that he wins the ROH title against Jay Lethal, the whole world just heard it. I will buy you any New Japan shirt you want. <laughs> you go you go off to Winnie the Pooh just wearing the shirt.
Well, apparently, uh, some about CM Punk. Um, Hello. I think it's uh, I think it's a bad idea. I know a lot of people want to see CM Punk yeah. uh, return. Um, I just think he's that been was... too gone too long. You know, you got them hard out there that um, for, uh, of Chicago or. CM Punk, they mark out, but um, he he had a good run while he was there. Uh, we've seen him get his ass beat continuously in the UFC. I just uh, I just don't feel like if he did make it, would be it, you would have a lot of people. Yes, that would would freak out, but I think the majority of people at this point are pretty much over. Um, some triumphant return. It should have been um, a couple of years. Um, is the the name CM Punk still carried a little bit of weight? I just think uh, he's past his expiration date at this point. Um, that if if he did return, it would just be uh, because he has nothing else going for him. I mean. We obviously know he isn't going to be uh, pursuing the UFC career anymore because we've seen how well that's working out for him. Um, I just think at this point it would be because of a paycheck. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I I don't know. Like from what I gather here, it says um, that he won't be on the show. That he was that he they they did make him a real offer to come on the show. But uh, definitely, he can't make it. <coughs> so you know, I, I'm, I it, that does suck a little bit, you know. But I mean, still, I get what you're saying about it too. So, um, last thing before we get going, because I've got to go and do all kinds of adult stuff. Um, Neville is officially. No longer under contract with the WWE. How awesome is that? I mean, good for Neville. Um, bad for WWE. I mean, they lost uh, a good talent man. He was he was one of the biggest reasons. Two hundred five was. I mean, I wouldn't say two hundred five was ever relevant, but. Uh, people were actually watching when he was the champ because um, he took that heel role and just freaking ran with it. He was doing amazing. Um, much like Austin Aries, they had a really good talent and just squandered it. Um, so I think uh, I think he'll do pretty good on the Indies if that's where he chooses to go. Um, I've heard a lot of people saying that he should join the X division. I say, Neville, if for whatever reason you're listening to the Bull Wrestling Podcast, stay as far away from TNA as humanly possible. Go to New Japan. Go to ROH. Just please don't go join to TNA. The Club. <laughs> um, don't kill your career just yet by going to TNA. Yeah, you almost I mean, killed it. 
but there's guys who have escaped the the tar pit that is TNA, but you know, uh, I'll let you to be one of the people that don't escape it. Yeah, I mean, you almost destroyed your career with WWE, so like, move on to bigger and better things. Go join the Bullet Club, or work for ROH, or do anything else besides go to, to Impact. <laughs> Anything. Become a burger flipper. Just don't go to, 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 to Impact. Don't do that. <coughs> but yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm hoping he does well. I'm looking forward to seeing him in Japan. I, I think that's where he's going to end up going. And I think he could be a really good member of the Bullet Club. Like they should have already gotten fucking Zero Dimes guy that I can't remember the name to right now. I say, Bevel, best of luck. With your future endeavors. Oh, whatever. He didn't get future endeavored. They didn't say shit. They got so <laughs> mad that he fucking left. They were like, fuck you, devil. WWE. Right? Like, you don't even get a future endeavor. You know, you know it's serious when uh, they don't give them, a, they don't at least give them that. Yeah, they're like, fuck you, Neville. Just go away. I mean, Enzo Amore is a rapist, and they told him best of luck with his future yeah, yeah. allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. And he got away with it, allegedly. You think, uh, you think that's who the mystery person is? It is, it's that oh, chick. The, oh, Mr. Cup of Hated. It could be Enzo Amore as well. I hope not. <laughs> I'd be cool with that. I like Enzo. You like Enzo. I don't know why you're lying. I do. I like Enzo as a wrestler. I don't like uh, Enzo the rapper. Better music than you got right now. Oh. Oh. Oh, you just inspired me. I'm going to go all eight mile Bob's spaghetti with him. Uh, I'm going to oh, write a rap. Mom's spaghetti. Mom, mom, mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. Oh, my God. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, we're gonna have to get going. I got some shit I gotta take care of, Bob. Uh, you wanna go through the where they can find us at? Most definitely. As always, you yep. can find us on Facebook at the World Wrestling Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at the Happy and Schizo Show. You can follow Mr. Swallowman at the Big Bad Boo Bear. What is it? Nineteen. 1983, 1992, 1992, 1992. The Big Bad Boo Bear, 1992 on Instagram. You can find them on Twitter as well, at the Big Bad Boo Bear. You can find me on Twitter at Happy the Clown 14 Find and me I on got, Facebook as well. Tap- I got some Snapchat now. I got some Snapchat you now. Can, you can snap the Big Bad Boo Bear. What's your snap handle? I don't know. Hold on. I'm trying to get there. I don't remember it yet. This is all new technology <laughs> for me. I'm trying to figure you out can this find shit me out. On, While he is figuring that out, you can find me on Facebook at Happy the Clown. Just type it in the little search bar. You see that big smiley clown face of mine. <laughs> and you can, find me, you can find me on Snapchat under Big Bad Boo Bear 25. I have That's a bit emoji snap- now. Send them, send them all your dick pics. No, don't do that. Any dick pics will be forwarded to Sean each and every time. (laughs) 
And as always, until next time, take care of each other and yourselves. I am the big Cali, Arizona kid, Sean B. And I am the big bad boo bear. And this was the World Wrestling Podcast, baby. You can't see me. My time is now. Yeah, my time is now. You can't see me. My time is now.